Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We do a backup copy as well, just in case, because... You know, yeah, yeah, okay. Just, no, no one wants to do this again. I mean, it's lovely. Wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Thanks. we're all busy. It's probably the best hour of your life. You don't know. <laughs> what a start! This is this a lovely way to compliment our wonderful yeah. guests. No one wants to be here. No one wants to be here again. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking just you know. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Amazing scenes. All right, you all can good. introduce then, Ellie. Okay. I've done a really hash job on. So yeah, far, you've so. totally fucked it. Let's see if I can get this car back on the road. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> Scumbags, this is the Scummy Mummies Podcast, with your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies Podcast. It is I, Ellie, I've got a change from Is It Me, change it up, what do you think? Go on, make things new. It is I, Ellie Gibson, who are you? (laughs) It is thy, Helen Thorne. Thy? It is thy. This is not very good for me. Have you even, do you know who Shakespeare is? Probably. Robert Shakespeare. Yeah. He's a very famous, he used to do a lot of, uh, he wrote Broadchurch. Anyway, okay. welcome to the podcast, our lovely guest, Kate Ferdinand. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here, especially because, if you don't mind me saying, you are, you know, I'm making a movement with my hands. I don't know why She's I'm afraid to say we're pregnant. She's got <laughs> the duff. That's right. How, how pregnant are you, Kate? I'm, I'm seven and a half months, seven I think. Seven and a half months. And you could be asleep right now, but you're here with us to talk some shit. Amazing. Thank you so much for giving up <laughs> your day. Point. Yes, you <laughs> Why am I not asleep? Yeah. I, I had like two hours sleep last night. I don't, it's at that stage, I don't know if anyone's felt this, where I'm so tired in the day and I'm really moaning about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I get in bed and I'm wide awake. Yeah. What is that stage? It's 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 parenting in a nutshell for yeah. me. That sounds like my whole life, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. All so you want to do is lie down during the day. And and did you find because this is your second pregnancy, your second yeah. baby? Um, were you like twice or like ten times as tired this time around? I I just could not stay awake. Like I just never felt tiredness like I had with the second baby. I feel like it's so up and down. One day I'm like, right, we're organising this room. I'm going to work. I'm super mum. Yeah. The next day I'm like. I cannot get out of bed. Yeah. I cannot get out of bed. Everything's cancelled. There's just no medium. Yeah, mm. yeah. But I'm sure. very tired. But to be honest, I'm working a lot. I'm trying to keep busy to just get through. I'm not a huge lover of being pregnant. Right. I'm grateful for it. I can't wait to meet my baby, but I don't love 
actually being pregnant. Kate, this is a safe space. If you want to say it's fucking shithouse, you say that, my love. Everybody's experience is different. That's not a reflection on anyone else's experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they could be different. But with the with the first one, yeah, I, I quite liked it. I was like just sort of floating around because you do when it's your first one, don't you? Because you don't know. And yeah, with the second one, I was like, I didn't want to eat. I wanted to sleep all the time. I was like, Ugh. you were addicted to lilt. I remember. Was I? You, you couldn't stop drinking lilt. Well, I mean, it is totally tropical taste. I mean, who? <laughs> Really could blame me. Have you had any funny cravings? Uh, I love mini eggs, but then I love them every year. But it, got, <laughs> it got to a point where like I'm stocking up on the mini eggs. So oh. there's the been a lot of those. The bags have got smaller, Kate. I swear the oh. bags have got smaller. They, but hasn't everything got smaller? Like it that? has. Crunchies look like you know, like the size of your thumb. <laughs> yeah. It's very unsatisfying. <laughs> All right, when we content. finished moaning like a pair of old ladies. <laughs> oh, and I tell you something else. In the war, at least we had community spirit. At <laughs> a different time. Um, now look, we're here. Let's just. Let's just put the elephant on the table. Uh, that's not a phrase. No. We're here to talk about your book, Kate, How to Build a Family. Tell us about your book. My book, How to Build a Family, is all about blended families, um, lots of different advice and tips and experts, a little bit of my story, just about becoming a stepmom. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like a guide. Um, I felt like when I become a step-parent, I'm obviously absolutely not the first stepmom ever, but I felt like I didn't know where to turn or where to go. And I'm hoping that this is the thing... I feel like this is the thing that I needed when I started my journey. The way stepmoms are betrayed is always the evil stepmom. Mm. You know, the way we've been sort of indoctrinated like it's you know it's going to be hard and it's going to be awful and it's all the negative things around it as well but it's it's really lovely to see sort of a celebration of this when it's all meant to be like oh you know like when I got divorced it's like broken families and this is a struggle but there's so much to be gained from it absolutely I think listen don't get me wrong in those early days it's really hard and you feel like you just don't know where you go and you can't see through the fog but it is so amazing as well. But you don't always hear that. Mm. It is always the evil stepmom. So I'm hoping to kind of change the narrative. Especially I've got a children's book coming out as well. I'm going to put that one in there. Absolutely. <laughs> Get it in at the top. <laughs> the, the family book. tree. Yeah, it's beautiful. Will you be doing a two for one offer on those, Kate? <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, the family tree. Listen, when I was younger, all I remember is step. Um, books and this evil stepmom that was really really horrible mm. so I'm hoping just to kind of change the narrative a little bit and be able to have conversations that are more like real life because there's so many blended families and not all stepmoms are evil mm. yeah absolutely well let's if we can go back sort of to, to the beginning because you are now you are married to uh, Rio Ferdinand who I think I'm not really into sport he's a rugby player or something or to do tennis. <laughs> he's a swimmer actually isn't he <laughs> swimmer something like that. that he's rarely in the media I can't <laughs> keep up frankly I've never heard of him to commit you uh, so yes, yeah, so he's he's some sort of sportsman. And uh, where where did you guys meet? We met on holiday actually in Dubai. Um, it's a funny story. He was just doing his. He was out with like his sister and and I was out with all loads of couples. We went every year and we just met on the beach and the rest is history, I suppose. Did you see him? And no, because I I've never like well I've been married a long time anyway to someone who's just an IT <laughs> an IT manager. So I can't imagine. like did you see him and think. There's Rio Ferdinand. Did you know who he was? And So no. I'm an only child and I live with just my mum. Right. And we could never afford the extra sports channels. Right. So don't get me wrong, I know who the name Rio Ferdinand, mm. but I've never really... I didn't know it was him when I first met him. But it's a funny story because some of my friends a year prior were on an aeroplane. They were going to a stag do or something. And Rio was on the same plane. Um, and they met and they met on the plane and they had loads of jokes or whatever and they knew each other. 
obviously didn't see each other for another year but then when we were on the beach in Dubai they they knew each other so they oh. all went and said hello and that's how we got introduced oh, oh yes. so it wasn't just like it you was... in slow motion running down the beach in a bikini and they go oh my god <laughs> oh my god that's Hi. that tennis player <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not oh, and I was actually lovely. eating a massive burger Rhea tells this story like <laughs> I was really hung over you know when like, I was on the beach I just really wanted to enjoy my burger in peace yeah. and I'm gonna be honest I could see someone staring at me and it was really putting me off because I was thinking <laughs> I just I really, want, want? I really want to enjoy this like why are you looking at me yeah. so that's our ongoing joke he said the way you ate that burger I don't even know how I come near you <laughs> He said I destroyed it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Imagine if it had been a hot dog. Um. <laughs> and then I noticed you wrote on the running order, so Helen writes the sort of the rough um, questions or the sort of vague idea of what we're talking about. I noticed you wrote on the on the running order, Helen, what was your first night together like? Which basically just means, you know, what was how was the shag? No, <laughs> no, no, on. no. That was within the contents of when you first stayed over at the kids with the kids <laughs> in the house. Not that I mean, let's go there. I mean how <laughs> Was it I mean, I'm not sure we're going to go there. Um, just because you don't have any filters, some people, some people like to. You're never going to believe this, Helen. Some people like to keep things to themselves, enough, private memories enough. or private information. Well, look, you're pregnant with your second child, Rio. Obviously, things are working very well You've done in, it that, twice. in that department. Yeah. We'll put that out there. Two well done. Sheep, well done. <laughs> yeah, how did it develop from the, from the moment on the beach, the burger moment, as it were? I think we went on a couple dates. Listen, Rio's in the public eye. I was on a TV show. It was difficult to kind of... We tried to keep it quiet for the children mm, for as long yeah. as possible. To Meet see you around the back of Nando's, half past six. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And just to see if we actually... You know, you've got to see if we actually... This is going to work yeah. before you introduce it to me to the kids. And then I think it got out in the press quite quickly within a couple of months. Mm. Um, and then I think I met the kids in April. So I met Rio the last day of December. Mm. And I met their children for the first time in April. So that is, was quite quick. Mm. But I feel like when you know, you know. Yeah, because yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, because there's lots of um, people who listen to the podcast who are single parents and, you know, meeting a new partner is a big thing. And like, especially if you've been hurt before and things like that, yeah, it is a big step going into a new relationship, especially when children are involved. Was it, was it, was it love at first sight, though? Did you kind of, did you know in your waters that, that he, was, he, was, he was potentially a husband? I think the minute we, we just got on really, really well on that first night, we couldn't stop laughing. We had such a good time yeah. that, you know, when you just forget about everything else. Mm. And I thought, well, I've said this, it is embarrassing. I got home that night and I said, I'm going to marry him. Did I'm going to marry And my mates were like, shut, what are you talking, you're drunk, go to bed. And I said, <laughs> no, I'm going to marry him. And then I woke up in the morning and they were like, oh, you're going to marry him? And I was like, no, I'm not. I don't know what I was talking, <laughs> I must have been drunk, you know. Um, but here I've married him. I just had a feeling. Don't get me wrong, there was a lot of hard stuff that went on in between all of that first day Mm. and then getting married and lots of, you know, God, like blending families, everything. There's so much going on, but I feel like I kind of knew. Yeah. Yeah, And I always now say to, not my kids, I always say like, when you know, you know. It's Mm. a different kind of feeling, I think. Would you say? Um, No. (laughs) I wouldn't. (laughs) Great. No, I was friends with my husband for like seven years or something before we even had our first kiss and then it was like another seven years before we got married so we pissed about a lot I, I, I didn't know to be honest I did, we were really good friends and I really liked him but um, I didn't I didn't know but then I think it was a different stage of my life as well I think that's to do with it I don't know where about where you were but I was sort of like 
you know, I was going to do a lot of traveling and I wanted to go backpack and do all this stuff. So, so I think it just sort of depends on that as well. And I think as well, like you said, I wasn't in the public eye and that, that must be, I had quite a lot of pressure, I think, to the relationship, did it? Mm, I think so, because you, you know, it takes a little while to get to know someone mm. and you want to do that privately in mm. case it doesn't work out and you don't want the yeah. whole world to know if it's just not really yeah. going where you want it to go. But doing that discreetly... Yeah. with someone who's quite famous yeah, and yeah. being on a reality TV show mm. is not the easiest thing. We managed it for a little a little amount of time. Yeah. Um, and then everyone, it's actually quite funny because there was Paps waiting outside my flat in Essex. <gasps> this is a funny story. I've never told this. Here you go. You've got a, a good one here. And Rio, obviously, there's only one way out. There's one way out of the house, of the mm. flat. <laughs> he knocked on the... <laughs> the person downstairs so I was like I can't even remember what floor I was on downstairs or two and said I'm really sorry can I go through your back door (laughs) can I run through I'm not a a creep I just I just want to get out imagine Um, that being your sexual fetish you go into women's houses and they leave that's that's what's happening I can't believe I'm saying this story I forgot this even was a story it's hilarious Um, so just put the paps off the scent sort of thing but they were they were on both they were waiting on both sides so they got they got it they got it makes it a little bit more difficult doesn't it because you don't really know what you are yourself yeah and then you've got a lot of questions it's a very sensitive subject because Rio's lost his wife there's lots of explaining to do to lots of people it's not just simple just you're dating and let's see what mm. happens kind mm. of thing so luckily it um it's worked out well yeah so far that's good <laughs> yeah. We're also yeah, no, it has worked out well don't say that <laughs> i've just been i've just been with her for yes. several years of her going yeah get divorced she'll be happier so i'm just it's, it's, i'm indoctrinated now no of course i'm sure it's, it's all marvelous what preparation or what were the what was the way you kind of approached it because it must have been a big a big thing because how old the kids back then six Tia was six Tate was eight Lorenz was ten right yeah I think I just met as um dad's friend yeah it wasn't like a girlfriend or anything like that and through a mutual friend and I was just around the house and then Rhea and the kids came around and I was there and we'd done a few things like that where I happened to be there a few times and Mm. I knew them away from being um the girlfriend like dad was dating me and then it was like oh Rio was like to the kids that girl that's at the house with the dog because I always took the dog she think I should ask her on a date so then he involved the kids in right. that whole process so that he they... made them still a black in the, in yes. the relationship <laughs> that's, that's so lovely. clever yeah that's so really we wanted beautiful. them we were yeah. worried they'd been the children had been through so much yeah uh, it's a lot it's a lot for them to process so they were kind of involved mm. in it yeah, because I think, you know, one of the tricky things is obviously is how much you see them and, and the frequency and things like that. Because uh, in preparation, I was reading your book yesterday and also your beautiful children's book. I asked my son, so I got separated and their dad partnered up with someone else very quickly afterwards. Um, and they met her about a month afterwards. And um, and that was a big that was a big thing for them. And I said, oh, you know, if you could give advice to others, what would you? And he said, oh, just take it really slowly and... Um, don't do too much kissing at the beginning. <laughs> and he said, try not to have sex. <laughs> Great advice. Amazing. I mean, <laughs> at least do it quietly. I do, it. do it quietly. Do it quietly. Maybe, and maybe on one of the five nights you don't have them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, and then he said, look, um, 
they don't they don't have to go to everything don't invite them to everything and still have some family things without them and just take it really slowly you don't need to rush it and that was Hugo's advice for about you know introducing because I've got a partner um but I haven't introduced him yet and it's been a bit over six months so they're very very keen but I because it got rushed the first time I'm very conscious of that so your book has that come at the right time Kate I was like oh this is like a bible this is like my how-to guide and it was so comforting oh amazing and that's great advice from him actually we kind of done similar I wasn't just all of a sudden at the house Mm. it was like we used to do this thing the kids know now because they're old where we'd say we're going on a date we wouldn't really. We'd just go to the pub and have a drink, and mm. we'd be back within half an hour. Right. And then we'd do something really fun with the kids when we got back. So then every time I came, wow, they would associate yeah. it with, oh, we're doing something fun afterwards. And actually, Dad isn't gone for that long. She's not taking Dad away from us. Yeah. We're actually then all coming together and doing more fun stuff. Yeah, that's so we, beautiful. So we just kind of... Well, we have to really think about it and think about mm-hmm. the kids. And that seemed to work. So just involving them and everything, and really... I mean, it wasn't the most... We didn't have the whole honeymoon period. Mm. It went full blown. Right, we've we've got kids, and if we're going to make this work, we're all in. We're yeah. all in. Mm. So yeah. the romance was pretty dead <laughs> because <laughs> there's three kids. They've lost their mum. You're yeah. thinking about so much. Just want to get it right. Mm. Yeah, just don't be. I don't feel like I was there constantly and when I was I was fun and absolutely no kissing even we said this the other day like I said we don't really kiss in front of the kids that much but I said it's because at the beginning we were so conscious to not do it hands up on the table (laughs) (laughs) to not do it to not worry them or make it uncomfortable that all of a sudden we've then just continued that so we've started to have a little pet we go oh give us a kiss they're like ugh (laughs) you're disgusting (laughs) but it is six years down the line now (laughs) but you were because you was it 26 you were when you met Rio so I just wanted to go back was there a bit of you was there any little bit of you that was like you know wow this is a lot to take on obviously (laughs) I love this man I'm going to marry him yeah fine but three kids at 26 that is an awful lot I don't know if I because again it comes back to like you were saying do you feel that we're all different people right we have different sort of resilience and stuff I don't know if I could take take that on to be honest I'm laughing because I I didn't think about it properly I think if I'd have thought about it properly well I'd still probably still be here but Mm. I didn't I just thought oh I really like him I didn't I wasn't a mum before I didn't really understand the intensity Mm. of what I was getting into yeah I knew they'd lost their mum but I I think I was in a bit of a love bubble I've got to be honest with you Mm. I hadn't fully thought about the whole situation I think my naivety might have been a good thing actually coming into it otherwise I'd have overthought everything it was only when I moved in that I thought wow yeah Uh, wow okay I hadn't really thought about it I hadn't Mm. really I hadn't not thought about it I just hadn't really taken everything into consideration so was the reality different to what you'd kind of pictured in your head yeah you know I mean when you're seeing the kids once a week or twice a week you're doing really fun things and everyone's really happy and you're really getting on you don't live with them it's very different to being a full-time stepmom to three kids who have lost their mum living in a house that obviously was the marital home for Rio and his wife and never having kids and not cooking and I hadn't done anything the motherly kind of yeah you skipped ahead like you know 15 years of what we've we've sort of done day to day because I've I've just got teenagers now and I thought how you know when I was reading your book how have you just like that's such huge leap into you know feelings and emotions and hormones and fucking school whatsapp groups Kate let's talk about that honestly (laughs) even just keeping up with logistics forget about any of the emotional stuff just from going to being single and kind of just 
being on a reality show and floating about if you want to go out for dinner not really worrying about cooking if you don't want to mm. to right we've got all these clubs and this is what the children like and I, I can't cook it obviously mm. um, and WhatsApp, pee kits, this I don't know what anything in the house is forget about the emotion that in itself was a minefield for me mm. but I only realised when I was in it so that I'm in mm. it and I was dealing with it and I found it really really difficult and it took a good couple of years for me to actually mm. feel comfortable because I didn't know I was so out of my depth what was what was the most challenging thing you found? Was it was it dealing with the grief, or was it just like you say the mum shit? I think it's just a mix of everything. I found the logistics hard, and not being able to cook. I, I'm a, I've always been a I was a people pleaser. I want everyone to be happy. I want you know to cook lovely food. I can't remember the first meal I cooked, and they were like, "Oh, I'm like, do you like it?" No, and I was like. Oh. <laughs> I can't, like, I can't even cook, you know, oh, you know those early, like, little things like yeah. that. Um, Did you try and make something really wholesome and healthy? It was like, only for heaters, so I don't know how I could have even got that wrong, but <laughs> I did. has got vegetables in it, Kate, come on, that's vegetables, come on, that's basic stuff, kids aren't going to eat vegetables. But, but I didn't cook, honestly, I just cooked what yeah, yeah. I wanted, or, like, little yeah. nothingy things. Yeah. Now you've got to think about everything, so it's more just the, I suppose, the dynamics of... L- being a mum every day yeah. to three kids that I don't know all their needs so if you have children um, um, biologically you kind of day to day know about them you know mm. everything and as the years go on you learn all about them because yeah. I've been thrown into this and I don't really know each of their personalities fully I don't know what they do and what they don't like and I'm struggling I was struggling to be yeah, honest that's, yeah that's a really big thing and I like in the book you sort of say in the beginning you just you just sat in the house or you were part of that household and then but slowly you started to make some changes like um you know changing the kitchen and things like that and I thought that was really beautiful how you said oh you know they got to help choose the colors and things like that and so could you um I guess describe how you started to make it at the blended family rather than you being sort of put into a house and then having to adapt to everybody else yeah it's hard I think for anyone in this situation because you don't want to come in the kids are really comfortable in their home and be like, right, I'm not comfortable, I'm changing everything because mm. that's going like, to uproot the children. Mm. So it was quite a long process of me, you know, feeling a little bit uncomfortable in the house, I have to be honest. Mm. Um, and it got to a stage where it's like, right, we're going to make some changes. But again, like it was from the beginning where, you know, we Rio asked the kids, should I take Kate out? It's like, we're thinking about doing the kitchen, we're thinking about doing this. And just having the kids involved in everything, mm. obviously... They didn't really have the final decision. We'd put three colours on the wall. We like all of them. (laughs) We didn't say you can have a green kitchen. But they felt involved in the choices. Just bit by bit, um, yeah, it started to feel more homely. And Mm. I think it was good for all of us, actually, because it was like a new setting, as in they will remember their mum in certain like places in the house and it felt like a little bit of a new setting that that main hub where we cook and eat and we're together mm. yeah does that make really, sense yeah absolutely that's i was i was just moved that's why I was <laughs> I was just i'm about shocked it. because you haven't been silent the whole time <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. but um, yeah what's what's lovely about the book is that you you obviously highlight all those you know beautiful connections and things like that but you do talk about discipline and boundaries and and as a step parent there are times where the biological parent won't be around and you will have to step in and intervene you can't just let the kids like bash each other up or you know or or have their boundaries I love when you talked about was it 
bath times when they said, oh, I don't know, we have baths in the morning. And you'd like, I can't check that. Yeah, you know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just got to go with it, haven't you? Mm. I didn't know what, honestly, I didn't know the routine. So I think maybe on holiday they had a bath time in the night time. Because I went on holiday before I moved in with them. Oh, that's a good idea. And then... I can't even remember, it's such a blur. But then I thought they had one in the morning and the morning the night and the morning. But now now that I'm a I'm in the parenting role and not everything is fully overwhelming, of course they didn't have one in the night and the morning. But mm. I didn't really know what I was bloody doing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Someone told me one thing, I'd just cling on to it. I think that's what we're doing, we're rolling with that. Yeah. I'm quite maternal, but it takes a while when there's so much that you're taking on to get into the f- to knowing what you're doing and getting mm. your rhythm. But I think that's the same even if you give birth. It takes yeah. a while to get into your rhythm, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and discipline, it, I mean, every family's different. And I know it's discipline is really hard. Even with your biological kids, it's hard. But, um, yeah, I do discipline the children. Rio has given me full reign to discipline them. And I live there full time, so I do. And it's it was hard at the beginning, did they push back on that? Were they like, you know... Well, come on. They probably thought, who is this lady coming in yeah. telling us what to do? Like, what's she... Well, I'm not going to listen to her. Yeah. They've always been very respectful. And it's taken a while. I think it's just trust and building a relationship with the kids mm. that it takes quite a while to gain respect. If someone just come into your house and started telling you what to do, you wouldn't really like it, oh, would you? she said when my mum comes around tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so it just takes time. But now we're in a good place. You know, I tell them what to do, whether they listen to me or not. It's another story. <laughs> because they're teenagers. Oh, yeah. No one, yeah, none of my children listen to me. No. <laughs> one of the things I like about the book is it's so honest. And there's a bit where you talk about how, um, you know, kids... Well, we say in the show, all kids, like all adults, are dicks sometimes. You don't use that <laughs> phrase, Kate, to she's, be clear. She's a nicer person than us. <laughs> but you talk about how kids, they really do know how to push buttons. And they can say the most awful things to be honest with you they never really have been too cut in the kids okay there's one time one of them said something i could tell he instantly regretted it um there's quite they they're quite um respectful okay they might want to say it but they don't in Mm. all honesty but i think it does take a while just to get used to kids just even if it's not about being a stepmom just saying mad shit like (laughs) are you gonna wear that out are you wearing that are you going out and you're like you know uh, what do you mean Uh, you know just the stuff that they come out with they're just so honest Mm. it's it's kids isn't it yeah and when you're not used to it I suppose like you know you get used to it the longer you're a parent for so you just brush it off and it's funny I mean when you're new in a situation like that Mm. and they say you're going out with that you think how was this kid disrespecting me (laughs) but now if they say I think oh whatever I'm doing what I want it's not not personal because I'm confident in who I am whereas back then I wasn't I wanted to really please and I wasn't confident with certain things so if they said you're going to go out wearing that I thought oh my god I shouldn't be wearing this like why am I wearing you know like I'd criticise myself Um, can we talk about you getting married and obviously that was another big decision that you made together as a family Um, how did that all come about Um, did they all get down on one knee (laughs) (laughs) well no but yeah they were involved in the wedding I mean the boys walked me down the aisle oh wow Um, and Tia was my maid of honour I feel like that's the key for us anyway just having them involved in everything Mm. like it was about I mean it was about me and Rio getting married obviously but it was more us all coming together as a family yeah and it was a really emotional day because you know everything that they've been through to Mm. think that we were then getting married emotions were were sky high on the day and there's lots of tears but it was happy tears yeah did, did they struggle with it was there an element of you know 
it was it, uh, one of them got a little bit upset because I think no one was expecting obviously the speeches like a few people done speeches and one at Rio's speech of course mentioned their mum and another speech mentioned their mum of just like how, how far we've all come so I think that was a bit overwhelming for them to hear because I don't think they were expecting it um and the kids done speeches all three of the kids done a speech it was just so emotional we oh. watched the video back about um a month or so ago and we we're all crying thinking oh. wow it's so special honestly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then how did you how did you tell them about the new the new baby the new brother or sister that was coming along they would ask him for one for ages in fact Tay in his wedding speech he was very short he just went and what, dad's when's the baby coming or something like that <laughs> <laughs> so they were begging us for a baby for a long time oh and uh, yeah, when we told them, they were so excited. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think we just, re- I, I know what we've done actually. We got all photos, I got all their baby photos from when they were kids and just said that I made them a special album with their mum when she was pregnant oh. and that. And then the last one was a picture of the scan. So it's like there, it's kind oh, of. God, God, it's so beautiful. Helen, you're right. Sorry, sorry, Kate. She gets a bit emotional. You're right, you're right. It's okay. She's just perimenopausal. So just... many hormones. So <laughs> she needs a moment. No, no, it's, it's waterproof mascara. It's yeah, fine. No, no, let's, let's make this about you. Yeah. Yeah, let's make it about you. <laughs> That's so lovely. And did you have that chat kind of early on with Rio? Because obviously he had three children. Were you. You've always, did you always want to have children yourself? When I took on the three kids, I was like, oh my God, I can't imagine having another child. Like, yeah. whoa, this is intense. But then when we settled into it, mm. I've always wanted a big family. Yeah. And yeah, I I didn't know how a baby would slot in. Like, I think you don't, do you? You always think, how is my life going to change? How is this going to work? But actually, um, yeah, I mean, we've got one. We've got another one in my belly, so. Well, it, well, did, did it slot in? Was it, was yeah. it that simple? I was really worried. I was thinking, how is this going to work? I'm, you know, a mum and I'm going to be called mummy and the three kids haven't got their mum. What is the dynamic going to be like? Mm. I see them all as brothers and sisters. Will they feel like that? Will it be different? Everything you could think I thought, it is just exactly how I'd wish it to be. Mm. They're all brothers and sisters. They love Chris so much. He's like so spoilt with love and attention and it's just so special. Yeah. Honestly. And I you. There are obviously little things, you know, that I was worried about, as in, what's my name? Because I, I dress myself as mummy. Come to mummy. How that would affect the kids. They've been fine. We've had chats about. Again, talking. We just speak about it. they call you Kate? Or? They call me Kate. Yeah. So, Cree calls me mummy, obviously. So, we've found a name that is mummy Kate. Mm. So, they still call me Kate, but... Oh, God, this is not making any bloody sense. This one. No, I mean, it is. It's confusing. But basically, we wanted them all to be one. So don't really want them all writing different Christmas cards and birthday cards. And I'd like to be able to write something to all of them that's the same. Mm. So we come up with Mummy Kate. So the kids call me Kate and Cree calls me Mummy. And then I was worried more about Tia saying or Lorenzo Tate saying, Go to mummy and them having to keep saying that because when they were younger, that was difficult mm. for them when a mum would be around. But actually, they're great with it. They're really great with the whole thing. Should we talk about um, you setting up Blended? So what sort of drove you to create this uh, this community? I just honestly, for for years and years and years, I just felt like I really struggled. Mm. I still do now sometimes. And that everyone I spoke to, I've got lovely friends and family but they just didn't really understand and I'd feel more alone sometimes after speaking to them 
and I just thought after um, doing the documentary of Rio we've done a documentary about becoming a step family so many people reached out to me and I thought but I just thought am I going to be brave I've just got so much to say but mm. actually I'm a bit scared to say it because people that aren't in my situation might judge me and I just thought I think this could be needed I didn't know I literally just started an Instagram page I'm going to be honest and I thought it could be an absolute shambles but I'm just going to share how I feel and see if that actually makes me feel better to start with and hopefully it will help other people honestly I'm overwhelmed with that now there's a podcast I've got two books and I didn't realise there's such a big gap in the market. There's such a big gap. You're a multimedia node, Kate. Just like us. Just like us. Honestly, I didn't realise that no one had really spoke about it. So me feeling, sitting, sitting in my feelings and feeling alone, so many people felt like that. Mm. So it's been so great. I'm just overwhelmed by the amount of people that say how much it helps them. Mm. But also for me, yeah. because I don't feel as overwhelmed all the time because I know I'm not alone. There's no instruction manual for this, is there? There isn't for anything, though, is there? No, that's, that's why true. I think it's so good, all these honest chats. I love yeah. them. Even when I gave birth to Cree, I thought, I just didn't know that this is what happened when you have a baby. <laughs> do you mean but the birth itself or do you mean the, the, the day-to-day aftermath. stuff? Right, Just yeah. like, right, I, I feel like you're so prepared up until um, you're giving birth and you've got a birth plan, you've got everything, and then it's like... Oh my god! Yeah. What happens now? Yeah. So I love listening to like really honest podcasts and just people being real. And actually, I think I was really scared to be real because I thought I'd be judged. Mm. Um, I thought I'd be judged for feeling like you know I haven't got it all together. And maybe my feelings, I don't know, people would not agree with them. But actually, it's really set me free. Mm. Just being so honest and open. And admitting that I just haven't always got my shit together. Well, a lot of the time, yeah. I haven't got my shit together. Well, and I think, the more, I don't know, for me anyway, the world I've got, I've realised no one's got their shit together. Like, mm. even people who look like they've even got Oprah. their shit together. Even like, Oprah. Yeah. Oh, maybe she does. Even <laughs> Stacey Solomon has a bad day sometimes, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I met her recently on holiday. She's like super mum. I said to her, how are you doing this? Like, we, we end up being in the same, like, holiday location. And she's just got all the babies... I said, wow, honestly. Honestly. I said, you're making me feel like a bad mum. I was was waiting for like breaks to sunbathe as much as possible. (laughs) How have you got all these children and time to make a pegboard? What's going on? (laughs) Honestly, she's unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Maybe that was a bad example. She has got a shit. That was the worst example I could have chosen. (laughs) So just I'm just thinking again, I'm so impressed by you, and I think it's amazing that you took all this on so young as well. Because as I say, when I was 26, I was a fucking idiot. And there's no way I could have got to where you've got to about going absolutely spare. There must have been really hard times, right? And when you so let's say there's someone listening to this, they've just made a world famous footballer on a beach <laughs> trying to eat a hamburger <laughs> and they've fallen in love they're just living their life yeah. Yeah. And then, what with, mm. apart from buying my book what is the one piece of advice you would give to that, that girl oh god it's hard I think I would just say you, number one you have to make time for you. you you need to I feel like I lost myself in the process of this I feel like everyone was comparing me to like Rhea's previous wife and things like that and I really lost myself and I didn't feel like I was good enough just lead with love and also remember who you are make time for yourself you can't save everyone I wanted to save everyone and be perfect for everyone and I lost myself in the process people will see you for who you are mm. so if you are a genuine person and there for the right reasons they will see that and if you're not they will see that so if you know you've got pure intentions just continue it's going to be hard please don't think it's going to be easy it takes four to seven years to feel comfortable 
like you've found your spot within a blended family and someone told me that at two years I remember crying thinking are you joking Mm. I've got another like however many years but it's actually true we're about six years now I still have wobbles but I feel really secure and like I know my role and we all know where we're at so just keep going be around people that know knew you before you're in this situation that love you that can remind you of how great you are because you're going to get a lot of people when you come into this situation a blended family you're going to put their noses out of joint and you're going to feel like you're the problem but just remember that you're not mm. Mm. yeah yeah does that make sense what, what does what does making time for yourself mean to you is that like gym going to the gym um, going for a walk without the kids. <laughs> Sorry, love love going for a walk with the kids, but also just getting some fresh air, or just having a shower and saying, "Please do not disturb me." Mm. Honestly, please do not disturb <laughs> having me. Having a shit and saying, "Please do not disturb <laughs> me." That's a that's a daily oh, treat God, for me when I had a baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's just every time I shower, the kids seem to come in, and I'm like, "Yeah." I've done it to one of them the other day. This is I don't know if this is good parents or not. I've started doing some what they do to me. Yeah. So just come and just sit in. And you, what are you doing, Kate? Oh, just what you do to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't like it, do you? Okay, no. I'm going to stop doing it now. Do you yeah. know, like doing those types of things. Just having a moment. Listen, I think we always think it's got to be a, a, a big extravagant day out or a big this. It doesn't. Yeah. It could be 10 yeah. minutes. could be an hour of just... Just to catch a breath. Just yeah. to have a minute, mm. honestly. Because that's, that's what I'm thinking. You know, people who maybe don't have, you know, don't have help or they're, yeah. they're, they're in it all the time. It can be hard. And you know what? I always used to think at the beginning, say if you're having a moment and everything's coming over, feeling overwhelming and you're in the kitchen, for example... I can't walk out because everyone's going to know something's wrong with me. No, I bloody can. Guys, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm going to go upstairs for five minutes and I'm going to come down and I'm going to be all right, but I just need a minute. There's nothing yeah. wrong with doing that. Yeah. Whereas before, I used to think, oh, they think I'm terrible. And every now and, I, now and then I do. Guarantee one of them will knock on my door and I'll say, I'm busy, I'm just having a minute. I just need to gather myself. And when I come down, I feel better. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. always have to be something crazy extravagant. I have been known to simply leave a room or indeed a restaurant table or a house without saying anything. <laughs> Just simply getting up and walking away. And if they complain, I say, you wouldn't have enjoyed the alternative, my friends. You would not have enjoyed it. This is it. a better situation. I was actually great parents. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards.
Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> it's time, of course, for the scummy mummy confessions. Yes. Oh, hang on a minute. Yes. What is this? So wow. <laughs> We share a parenting, a story of parenting failure. I yeah. mean, since you've had, I've got a toddler and he's potty training. So we were on a holiday and I was all dressed, you know, he's potty training, all good. This is my last outfit. He weed all over the dress. And I just thought, I'm not changing. I've got the hairdryer out <laughs> and I blow dried all of it. Yeah. And yes. I went out and I thought, this is just. Once upon a time, I think that is disgusting. No, nah. but now it's needs must. We need to get out of the house. The yeah. wee was blow dried, so I suppose is that one. I yeah. love that. <laughs> Kate Ferdinand walks around with dried piss on her clothes. <laughs> that indeed, you are a scummy you mum. Are. Are. <laughs> love that. Love that. I don't have one about me, but I want to share one that we had. Uh, we did some amazing shows last week, and we get the audience to do scummy mummy confessions. So we had this amazing lady in Rotherham, and she won. And she said that. Um, uh, when she was a kid, her nan, they used to go to centre parks, but obviously centre parks are very expensive. So her nan used to, like, hide the kids. All the grandchildren. All the grandchildren. So they'd have three in the back seat, two in the boot, and then two in the footwells. <laughs> the grand would cover them with food and clothes so they could get past centre park security. So I thought that was amazing. And she's like, and to this day, we have continued our nan's legacy. <laughs> And we got her on stage, she was amazing. She's like, yeah, normally we book a lodge for eight, but then like 20 of us go. We just have a brilliant time. And mm. I was like, amazing. So not only is that a confession, that's a money-saving tip. <laughs> Take that, Martin Lewis. Absolutely excellent. Absolutely excellent. Um, I, I talked to recently about uh, uh, having a, a new partner in my life. And um, I fanny farted in front of him for the first time. <laughs> I know that you've begun that. So is a new partner in my life. No. Like, where's she going to go? I wasn't expecting that I've got to be honest it was talk us through the incident so we'd, uh, we'd woken up early <laughs> Sunday morning and had a lovely time oh accidentally left the window open sorry neighbours mm. and then went downstairs and we thought oh, we'll go out for a nice brunch you know we had a nice <laughs> nice time together and he was like oh I'll do the dishes I was like oh he's the keeper and I went to the loo which is next to the kitchen <laughs> and my vagina turned into a trumpet <laughs> I, and oh, then no. I burst out laughing. I couldn't stop. Was it heralding the king's coronation? Oh, I haven't done one of those for a very, very long time. And then I couldn't stop laughing. I was hysterical. And I was laughing in the loo. And he's like, are you okay there? And then I came out and I was still laughing. And he confessed he had heard it. He was like, I could have sat on the couch and not done the dishes. But I thought, I'll do the dishes. It's a lovely thing. And then I get to hear you making those noises at the toilet. I was like, oh. Well, I'm very proud of you that yeah. you took them because I know you were nervous about farting in front of him for the yes. first time because it's a big milestone is it can yeah. you remember the first time you farted in front of Rio Ferdinand I've never done that you've never Shut done that up. no wow what how no, like, no, like, neither no, hole neither no, front nor front, bottom front hole back. that's hole. not something like honestly I'm, I'm just taking all this in this story <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> so this is a lot it's a lot it's a lot because I don't know how I'd cope if that was me. I would be mortified. Would you have to leave him? Would we, you just get I just don't know even how I'd, I don't even know how, what I'd say or do. Honestly. You have fanny farted in your no, life. We're not talk, I'm not even going. <laughs> She's a human lady. Doesn't need to answer that question. What a question. Was that on the running order? It's an unnecessary question because we all know the answer. It's unnecessary. But it happens. It's just it's just part of being a lady. Little little queef now. Little, little, oh my little, God, little, little pop from the front. Has um, he ever farted in front of you? <laughs> Sorry. Honestly, <laughs> Sorry. we don't... I know this you just is a, don't do that. 
I think it'd be easier to do that, but that's not something that happens in our house. Why? I don't know. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm again, I admire you. I admire you. That must require remarkable restraint, physical, <laughs> mental, emotional, just keeping it She's all She's an inspiration. In there. Yeah, she is. And now I'm thinking about just Stacey and Joe doing it in front of each other. We'll have to have her back on the podcast. Yeah, we'll get her back on and ask Um, her. I'm I'm clammy. I'm getting hot and bothered, honestly. (laughs) Okay, let's let her let's let let her be in her life uh, and forget this hour ever happened. (laughs) (laughs) So, how to build a family is out now. Yes, yes, and it's brilliant, isn't it? Now, normally at this point, Helen likes to ask the guest how many pages pages it's got. I know you're making the face I make. I I read this book in the bath. You can see the the book soaks. Like what a jazz mug used to find in the woods no, in the eighties. Don't make it, don't make it mucky. Look at this; it's such a great book, and it is two hundred and sixteen pages. <laughs> it's two hundred and sixteen pages. That's how they judge the booker, you know. Oh, yes, the pages. yes. And your kids' book. Tell us about your kids' book, Kate. The Family Tree. That has got. Hang on a minute, pages? let me just that tell you. It doesn't even have page numbers. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I can't tell you how many pages. I didn't think that was a question I'd be asked. Let's just say, listeners. It's like woman's hour, really. I read the whole of it in the taxi here. That should give me a rough idea. <laughs> So that gives you a rough idea. It's so beautiful. I had help writing it mm. because it all rhymes and it's all really, you know, I'm not a yeah. poet. So I've got a we, we We made the story together and then Emma Randall, she illustrated it and it's just so magical and like mm. pretty. And it was really important for me that there was all different kind of skin tones and hair types in the book. So, yeah, it's a, oh, hopefully beautiful. everyone can see a bit of themselves in there. That's what I was hoping. Uh, come and see us on tour. We're all over the country like we always are, Helen. Yes, Brighton, Bath, Basingstoke, Wimborne, Birmingham. <laughs> always, start always, 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 always start with the bees. Always start with the bees. Always start with the bees. Please come to Birmingham. Um, uh, yes, we're really excited about being on tour. And we've actually got dates for 2024. So look at us. We just love being at reasonably priced hotels and going out for curries, don't we, Ellie? And earning money. Yes, yes that's right. Money's a really good thing. Uh, anything else you want to plug or say or anything? Okay. <laughs> I'm thrown. I've got to be honest, guys. <laughs> I, I think I've said enough. But thank you for you having enough, me. I think. <laughs> enough. Thank you very much, Kate Ferdinand. Thank you so much for having me. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Where do you sort of see Blended going? Like, you... I don't really know, to be honest. I think you that... should do a sitcom, right, <laughs> where you move in these two nannies. One of them's an Australian. <laughs> and one of them's from south-east London. <laughs> like, pet, like, where Rio's from, to keep him, like, keep him grounded, to yeah. keep him back to his roots. Interesting. We, we move in, and there's just comedy ensues. <laughs> That's my plan. Like, the Australian leaves the baby out in the sun for a few hours because it's good for you or something. Yeah, yeah. That's south actually, it's London, a bit dark, maybe not that. some Stella. Yeah. <laughs> I'll think about it. Is that, yeah? yeah have, a, have a think. I'll get back to you. Have a think. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? 
Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.